the ability to shift your perspective and question what you know so that you can seek the answers that you don't know. Not just about completely opening your mind to everything that's out there. You know, you do have limits. Religion and spirituality are really good examples of this. It's not woo-woo, it's not fluffy, and it's not pretty. But it's real and it's, it's something that you can actually work towards doing. Hello, and welcome to With a Shadow of Doubt. I'm your host, Sarah. I'm going to be flying solo for this episode today because I'm going to share a very personal story about what has been up in my life for the past two years. As somebody with a religious upbringing, as I was coming into the online spiritual slash witchcraft community, I noticed that there was a lot of talk about how religious beliefs that someone has grown up with have been damaging in their life. But what about when spiritual practices have a negative impact as well? How do you know when something isn't serving you enough to actually pull yourself out and realize that it's leading you down a mentally destructive path? I'm going to share a personal story about my experience coming into the online spiritual space and how latching onto ideas surrounding manifestation and working through mindset blocks actually did more harm than good for me. This is before many of you actually even came to know me personally on Instagram as well. This is basically what I started swimming in when I first came into this online space. I'm also going to share some of my thoughts on the way that society definitely influenced my thoughts about myself and my creativity, and I will wrap it up with a bit of philosophy. So before we get into it, I want to mention a couple things, and one of those is that I always appreciate your guys' DMs on Instagram. They help me stay motivated to keep making episodes for you guys. I always love it when I get little notes that are like, hey, I enjoyed that thing that you said, or here are my thoughts on it. Like I always enjoy those. Always feel free to send them to me. And I also want to mention, if you want to support what I do, my Patreon link is in the episode description, and there's a bunch of witchy goodies you get when you join, depending on the tier. It is how I support myself, so if this resonates with you and you want to send a thank you, it's a huge compliment to receive. And we do have a community Discord for all things spirituality and witchcraft, so I'd love to see more people in there to have conversations, just to learn from one another, and just hang out and shoot the shit on spiritual topics. I've already learned so much from the people I've connected with, and I've gotten so many good book recommendations. You guys know I love my book recommendations. So definitely come check it out. Join Discord in the second Pathfinder tier so we can just ask questions and explore topics together. It would be super fun. So to start this episode off, we'll go with some context, which you probably already glanced in the episode title. But basically, for the past two years, my wife and I, and when I say my wife and I, I mean just me, has been trying to get pregnant. And it has not worked. Despite all signs pointing to me being in perfect health, going for the checkups, and all that other stuff, it's basically just not happening. So at this time that we're trying to start a family, I'm kind of getting into my spirituality again, and I came into the online witchcraft community, and I started kind of just like poking around and seeing what was up for what people were, were into, and 
just kind of testing the waters to see what resonated with me and people were you know into herbs and crystals and all kinds of different things and one of the things that I came across was manifestation so I started exploring it and I came to understand that manifestation is kind of viewed in a couple different ways there's the view of it being rooted in the law of attraction so it's kind of based on like attracts like in that positive thoughts attract positive things into your life negative thoughts attract negative things into your life and it's more so working with like your mindset and limiting beliefs and things that you hold in your unconscious mind apparently or it also was mixed into witchcraft practices so people would kind of talk about like their spell work as like manifesting things into their life so it was more based in actually taking action as well as having you know intentional thoughts about what you're wanting to bring into your life or something that you want to change about your life so this particularly resonated with me at a time when all the doctors were saying you know you're good to go everything should be working everything looks fine and i'm like okay we're gonna try and we're gonna keep doing this and it just wasn't working and uh after a while of being in this witchy space and trying to start our family the ideas of this became really enticing for me i started to think you know well is there something wrong with like the way my mind and my body are interacting because i can't seem to do this thing so maybe there's something in my mind that's preventing me from actually being able to do this like actually get pregnant is there like a disconnect in my mind somewhere is there something that that i'm holding in my mind that's preventing my mind and my body from having that connection and this actually working for us so once i really started believing that there was something wrong with something in my mind that was preventing me from getting pregnant i was like oh like okay i can do something about this i can i can journal i can work on like my mindset blocks or mindset issues or whatever I have in my unconscious that might be, you know, affecting this and this whole process. And, you know, maybe if I, if I work through my thoughts or whatever limiting beliefs that I have about this stuff, then maybe something will change for the better. So it was very, very easy to slip into this mindset that there was something wrong in my mind that I needed to work through. At this time, too, that I was getting into this stuff, I really didn't have a good grasp on the difference between the capabilities of your subconscious mind and unconscious mind. I really didn't know that there was a difference between them. And it's actually something that comes up a lot for me now that I, I recognize in uh, spiritual spaces when people are talking about the subconscious. A lot of times they are actually referring to the unconscious, but very much so they're used interchangeably in online spiritual spaces and it actually does matter when it comes to this stuff because you have different capabilities of accessing what's in your subconscious and unconscious so when it comes to trying to journal through apparent mindset blocks you're basically just looking at a mirror in your mind of everything that you're already thinking rather than really digging into what is repressed in your mind which lies in your unconscious and your unconscious is like a locked vault in your mind. You can't access what's in there. It comes out in explosive ways, triggering ways, dreams. It's uh, 
speaks its own language, very much so. So the subconscious contains things that we can readily, easily bring back into conscious awareness. So maybe it's been a long time since you've done long division, but give it a few minutes, maybe you can bring it back. That's something that's in your subconscious. Whereas your unconscious contains things that have been repressed, whether that's beliefs, emotions, motivations, desires, and a lot of that is what actually drives our thoughts and behavior. So when you're in spiritual spaces and you have people talking about how these two things are the exact same thing, you can just call them either or, the subconscious or unconscious, and then you have people providing resources or tips and tricks and stuff about how to work with your subconscious slash unconscious mind, it gets very muddy. If someone's talking about how maybe as a kid you had a really traumatic experience and they say, oh, you know, that's in your subconscious mind and you can just easily access it and all your feelings and beliefs that stemmed from that experience, they have a very minimal surface level understanding of what they're talking about. And that's so crucial when it comes to trying to journal through things that are in your actual unconscious that you've repressed. You can't just go into your mind and say, okay, what are all of my limiting beliefs surrounding this? You can't pull all of those up. What you see, like I said again, is that mirror and not having a clear distinction between these two things is what led me to all of the shit that follows in this episode. And so we had been trying for a while and because it wasn't working, I really was desperate to try anything to improve our chances. Even if it sounded silly or felt silly to do, you just kind of start hoping that Something will shift in your favor by doing something, whether you call it the universe or God or whatever it is, doing something to get that attention of how serious you are about wanting something. And you start to think, even if I do this thing, even if it's silly, at least I'm doing something. You know, I'm not just sitting here wishing it'll happen and going through all the process that we're told we need to and it's still not working. It just gives you a sense that you're helping the process along in some way. And with our situation, we had very limited control over where we had to be, when we had to be there. It was not very personal. There was a lot of people involved in the process and a bunch of other factors as well. So it's also, it's a little bit difficult to feel like you have any control when you're trying to conceive a baby in the middle of a global pandemic. That adds like a little bit of intensity to the whole situation. So I'm struggling to get pregnant. I don't really have control over when things are done because we have to do them kind of basically when we're told to. Um, So this whole surrounding idea of manifestation became really enticing because I was like, oh, I can be back in control. I just have to put my mind to it. You know, I can... I can take care of whatever is going on on my side, in my mind, 
and then that will carry over and help us in the actual physical process of trying to get pregnant. Back on the pandemic, too, when you're not really in control over the rules being placed on you or the unpredictability surrounding making any kind of plans, these ideas become really enticing. And I was curious for this episode, so I did go and check out Google Trends, which you can search up search terms and you can see how they've risen in popularity over time. And I searched up manifestation. And exactly the same time when lockdowns and COVID really started setting in, there was a huge boom in the search term manifesting. And I'm, I can't say that I'm surprised because people didn't feel like they were in control of their lives. And the Google searches for manifesting skyrocketed 669% at that time. So I took some tips from online spaces and spaces surrounding pregnancy with a little hint of spirituality mixed in. And uh, basically, my action plan was, okay, I'm going to journal and I'm going to explore my ideas surrounding pregnancy and what I think being a parent is going to be like and if I have any weird beliefs surrounding that or some sort of weird hangover from my childhood or anything else that society has kind of, I guess, left a little <laughs> little residue on with my beliefs surrounding that stuff. And I also had a couple other ideas mixed in. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to journal because it seems like a lot of people do that and it's really helpful for them. And, you know, at the same time, we're optimistic that all of this is going to work. So it's easy to just fall into that mindset of, okay, you know, if I think positive pregnant thoughts and just get really psyched about it, then maybe that will help with my mindset and everything just kind of flowing there rather than, I mean, you know, oh, this is garbage. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, it's easy to, to have positive thoughts surrounding this, or it was at least in the beginning. And so I journaled a lot. And in this whole time that I was journaling and I thought that I was like crushing these mindset blocks that I had surrounding pregnancy and becoming a parent, I was becoming more and more miserable about the whole entire situation. The further I dug into my mind and what I thought was there surrounding limiting beliefs, the more I just felt completely horrible about the whole situation. It was very much so focused on, okay, there's something in my mind that's the problem. Where is that? What is it? I need to find it. What, what is it doing to this whole process? What, what, just basically having no idea what I was searching for <laughs> and still trying to search for it. I really had no idea what I was trying to get out of this other than being like, okay, well, I'm, I'm working through things spiritually. And when that's cleared up, this other stuff will just like fall into place. So I quickly journaled myself right into rumination and I had concentration problems. I had fatigue. I didn't want to get out of bed. 
I really had a loss of energy and motivation for anything else in my life at this time because I was apparently going through a whole spiritually enlightening moment surrounding this stuff because I was crushing all of my mindset blocks. It was bullshit on my part completely because I was ignoring my actual real feelings that I was having about the process by trying to always think positive and have optimism about the whole thing while also going and thinking that there was a problem somewhere when there really wasn't. I very much so thought that I was the problem and that my mindset was the problem in this whole situation. And I got so down on myself that I felt completely shitty having done all this like journaling and inner work that I was apparently supposed to do as like a spiritual woman trying to get pregnant. And this is the little sketchy thing online too, is that there's a lot of resources for women in the spiritual community that are trying to get pregnant, whether it's through courses or book sales or um, meditations, guided visualizations, or, you know, there is law of attraction manifesting stuff. There's like, oh yes, you know what? It's as easy to manifest a baby as it is, I don't know, say a vacation or a, a dog or anything else in your life. It's just as easy as all of those. So why not try it? Buy my $3,000 course and you will have a baby. And knowing that it's so easy to get into this like desperate, you're thinking you're the problem kind of mindset in these spaces when you're when you're actually going through this process and you're having fertility struggles, it's so tempting to be like, maybe this will be the fix. Maybe this one thing, maybe this one meditation, this one book, something, I will get something out of this and it will help with the process. And so it's very, very easy to target women in the spiritual community that are having fertility struggles with whatever course or book sale or whatever it is that somebody is offering that guarantees that you will have success with this stuff. And if you don't have success with this stuff, it is a you problem. You're the one that still has mindset issues because they share their flashy testimonials and attribute any success that a woman has had with their stuff to their stuff, nothing else. Maybe it wasn't a subtle shift in their nutrition or some other way or thing that they were doing in their life that helped improve their situation. It's all attributed to the woo-woo stuff, the, the you worked through your mindset blocks, you removed your limiting beliefs, you came into a more centered space in your mind and your body and your soul or whatever. So you're reading all these testimonials as somebody that's going through this and you're thinking, okay, well, maybe this is the solution. Maybe something here will help. And so maybe you try it. Maybe you don't buy their course or their book or whatever it is, but you take these ideas in and you're like, okay, there's something that I need to work on. I'm going to work on it. 
and when I work on it, this will all fall into place for me. And so you keep working on it, and if nothing is happening, you start building up a giant pile of shame in your mind. One of the first witchy books that I bought was actually a crystal book, and the woman that wrote the book actually talked about her success and struggles with fertility. The first being that she attributed all of the success of her first pregnancy to her mother having snuck behind her back and sewn a hundred moonstones into her wedding dress. As for the second, though, when her and her husband were trying, nothing was working. It was a huge struggle for them. But she again turned to crystals to help with the problem that they were having. And in doing so, she accumulated a whole lot of crystals again and paid for very expensive trips to healing centers in different states and flights and just all of these different things in order to try to solve this problem that she was having with her fertility. And this is something that comes into the conversation around manifestation as well. So there's this thought that if you have a lack mindset, if you believe that things are too expensive and you're not willing to take risks, then that is going to hinder your ability to manifest things in your life. On the other hand, though, if you believe that nothing is too expensive and all of it is worth it, then you're going to be in a better abundance mindset to allow things to flow into your life. <laughs> the only hitch here is if you have people that are trying something and it's not working for them, and you're saying, pour as much money as you possibly can into it, it's all worth it. You drive them into a position of feeling like, well, if they've spent all of this money and they're still not bringing this desired thing into their life, then like, it, it, what's the problem with them? Is there something just like majorly wrong with them and their mindset? It can be the perfect marketing strategy for some of this stuff. If you say, you know, your mindset is the issue, um, in order to change your mindset, you have to spend money. And if you're spending money and you're still not getting through your mindset blocks, spend more money. You're still not in the right mindset. The supposed rules or laws surrounding some of this manifestation stuff get pretty shady when you actually start looking at what is being said and looking at, well, if this isn't working for somebody, where does that leave them? If it's still not working and they're in massive debt, are they still supposed to keep throwing money at something? Buy more crystals, buy more courses, more meditations, whatever it is that they think is going to help solve their problem. Even as somebody with a marketing background, I have to hand it to some people. It seems like they have this marketing stuff worked out to a T in such a way that it fucks with your mind and you really do believe 
you still need to keep feeding on whatever it is they're offering. In saying all of this, though, I really don't think that everybody out there on the online community is out there to profit off of people in such a shady way. I don't think that's the case. I think that there are lots of well-intentioned people out there doing what they really do think helps, that other people believe also is helping them, and it is mutually beneficial to everyone involved. But I do think that there are also people out there that are using this in a way that they know what it's doing to people's minds. They know how people feel when they're like, oh, still isn't working. Okay, I just gotta like pour more money into this. And then they have a different course or some other mindset busting thing to help with the process. Especially if you go so far in these spaces, these manifestation law of attraction spaces, and you have people saying, you need to attract abundance into your life, so spend money in order to attract abundance. And then you also have them saying, well, you can manifest your way out of debt as well. So basically just say to yourself, I'm financially free. There's always money in my bank. And they're telling you, don't even call it debt. It's like, well, if you're telling someone to keep piling money onto a situation in their life that they're trying to deal with, and then also telling them at the same time, well, any debt that you're accumulating, it's not actually debt. I, I get a little suspicious. I do. But I want to bring this conversation back around a little bit before I get into the next section. And I just want to say, if manifestation is something that you include in your practice, do it. If it makes you happy and it's fulfilling, keep doing it. If you find that you're getting something out of it, do it. If it's not driving you into a really weird state in your mind that's making you feel less than, then keep doing it. Just because I've been grilling it a little bit in this episode and giving it some honest thoughts does not mean that I think it's any less than as a practice, as something that people actually believe in. I think if you believe that it's really working for you, keep working with it. Because fuck, if you can get it to work, then that's sweet. I couldn't, but you know, whatever. Maybe there's something else. And I'm okay with that. Just for me personally, didn't really take me to an emotionally and mentally fulfilling place. So let's talk about therapy real quick. You might be thinking at this point, you know, well, why didn't you just go to therapy? Why didn't you just talk to a therapist about it? And sometimes there's like almost this weird badge of honor to be gained by working through problems on your own. It's like this weird resilience that you build up for having gone through things on your own. On a spiritual level, especially if you don't believe a therapist will take your spiritual beliefs into consideration while they're talking to you, it can be kind of a deterrent. And I'm going to be honest, self-help and self-healing are very much so admired online. 
sometimes when you're in the thick of it, thinking it's doing you good when it's really not. But you can't see that because you're blinded by the idea of what it's going to do for you if you only work harder at it. It can be really easy to confuse ideas when you're being influenced by things that you see online, especially when people talk about having like spiritually enlightening moments and they're like, well, you're going to feel disconnected or detached from the world or you might feel alone or like people don't understand you. It's normal to feel like lost, confused or down about yourself. Maybe there's a routine change or in your habits too or Maybe your outlook on the world feels different. Those can also be signs that you really, really need to talk to somebody about what you're going through. And it's not spiritual enlightenment or an awakening or some sort of transcendent experience. Sometimes it's just you are in a very mentally destructive state and you need support. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's really hard to see at the time that that's what you need, but it's, it is something that needs to be talked about more, I think. And it's also a topic that has an incredible amount of nuance. I realize that. And it's something that I really, really want to get into especially in our shadow work episode, because at the same time that I'm saying, you know, some of this stuff online did not help me, there has been so much that has helped me and I know is helping other people online. So it is going to be a hefty conversation. Throughout this whole episode, I've kind of been grilling the mind-body-spirit or soul connection with actually being able to get pregnant and I am actually super curious to know if there is a correlation between these two. I would love to know if there is some reason for these being, I guess, not really communicating with each other or connecting on some level for that to actually work with people. The only thing, though, that I definitely am critical of is when you have people supposedly providing resources for people that are going through something like this online and they aren't able to distinguish between the subconscious and unconscious and what the capabilities of those things are. I just kind of think it comes off as people benefiting from somebody suffering. If you aren't clear on that stuff and you're claiming to help people and you're providing all these resources that you make money from and you really don't know what the difference between the two are or you just call them something that's interchangeable I'm not on board with it I'm really not it's just very frustrating and at the same time I am actually kind of glad in a way that I went through it because it led me down this hole of exploring psychology and coming to really understand some of the things that were really being talked about on like a surface level online and then I was like this is actually kind of interesting like I wonder where this is going to take me if I just kind of like poke around and then if you know me you know that I'm just super in love with Carl Jung and Freud and just it's fascinating to me I just think it's really cool stuff 
And so at the same time that it was a really shitty thing to have gone through, I don't regret it. There were some bumpy parts, but it also just like uncovered this whole entire world for me that I'm just so fascinated with. And it's also helped me to understand what I was actually doing at that time, what I was trying to do, and the things that actually would have helped me in a better way from an actual psychological perspective rather than taking in what I was seeing online and trying to work with what people were saying was going to help. I mentioned creativity in the title of this episode, and I think it has a correlation with all of this stuff, or at least in my personal experience it does, and with spirituality as well. Around this time that we were trying and it wasn't working, I had also left my job because it was a huge source of stress for me, and I didn't think it would be helpful in the process of trying to conceive being at this job that I really hated and did not bring me any joy, and I felt like I had no creative freedom in, I guess I could say. So I'm left with the feeling of, okay, I'm not working at a job, so I'm going to be pregnant, but if I'm not pregnant or working at a job, then what am I doing? Am I working on something? So I was working on creative projects in my own time, which I was trying to make money doing. The only thing was that I was also struggling with getting pregnant, and as that kept going on, my creativity began to suffer as well. In many spiritual spaces, creativity is very much so talked about as relating to, you know, the creative life force, being able to bring life into the world. You know, it's really the same with creative projects. You know, you you have an idea, you nurture that idea, and it grows, and eventually you birth that project, that thing out into the world to share with people. And it's very personal, you know, especially if you send your project out into the world, your piece of art or whatever you've created, and somebody shames it. It's like almost like your child is being shamed, like a very personal part of you is being uh, criticized, I guess. So I'm struggling with getting pregnant. I'm struggling with my creativity. Basically, everything in this time that I was working on, I didn't feel like I could create anything worth sharing with the world. It felt like the two were completely tied together in that when one was not going anywhere for me, the other one was suffering as well. And I think this is really where social conditioning got to me in that the influence that society had on my thoughts, words, and actions, I was like, hold the fuck up. Is this the only way that I have value in the world? Is either my ability to bring life into the world or work at a job and contribute that way? When that flow of creative energy stops, when you can't conceive, 
when you're being told that your mindset is the issue, you don't even know where to begin picking up the pieces. And this is where all of this stuff that the ideas and the advice and the resources that I had taken in from people online had led me to. This mindset wasn't easy to get out of either. You know, with everything that people recommend, you do the, you do the journaling, you reflect on your thoughts, all that stuff. You meditate on it. You do whatever, I guess, to, to work through your thoughts on something or your feelings. It's like it's, it's all kind of the, the same stuff. Maybe not with a goal, but it's like, why did I fall into this? How could I have been so foolish? And it's another spiral to get out of it, to get out of all of the beliefs that you had at that time that you thought were doing something for you when really they, they weren't. They just like drove you into a, a giant shit pile in your mind. Just straight into it. Dive right in. So it's been a long process. It's been a very, <laughs> a very long process, both going into it and coming out of it. And we're at the point now where we're out of it. And I feel a huge sense of relief. It just feels like there's a huge weight off of my shoulders with everything that's been going on in the past two years and even working on this podcast episode it feels like a very cathartic experience like I'm able to share my thoughts and just be really raw about the whole experience so where does this leave everything basically we are no longer trying but we do have other plans so it's not like everything has come to a stop. It's just come to a stop in certain ways. So I'm excited and I'm hopeful, but I'm also just feeling like I can let things just like flow again, which I'm so fucking ready to welcome because it has not been like that. And with just knowing that all of this has been coming up to a point where we decided that we were going to stop. It feels like everything has been able to just flow way better again, like in terms of my creativity and inspiration and just feeling motivated about stuff in my life. Like, I mean, <laughs> going and graffitiing things with moss, you know, cool stuff. But I did want to share one of the biggest things that actually really helped shift my mindset away from all of this weird spiritual BS that I had landed myself into and um, comes from, well, not particularly clear if she was a real person in history or rather just a character in one of Plato's dialogues, but apparently came from Diotima of Matanea. And it's more so... A general idea about what uh, what she was trying to get across. 
in Plato's dialogues. And so it is that people can express love through reproduction, both literally and metaphorically, either through reproducing to have children or by sharing their ideas and making themselves immortal in that way. Essentially, love is part of the drive to be immortal in body and mind. And in taking this little philosophical nugget into my brain, I realized that there's so much that I love to do and share with the world already with other people in the context of my ideas and my creativity and just having conversations with people and having new ideas come about from those conversations. Like, there's already so much creativity and this, like, almost like that creative life force already in my life, just in a different way. And it, like, 360'd my whole entire worldview about everything that I had built up in my mind over the last two years about pregnancy and bringing life into the world and having the ability to do that and sharing that with people. It's like it offered a completely different perspective on the whole thing. Because either way, on one hand, if you have people raising children in the world and sharing with their children what fascinates them about the world, and then sending them out prepared to take on whatever it is that's going on. And then on the other hand, you have people that are pouring their life and their energy into their ideas and figuring things out and exploring and trying to understand the world. And you have them sharing that with the world it's like one is not inherently more valued than the other they're both needed so whether you're expressing your love through raising a child in the world or you're expressing your love through sharing your ideas with the world they're both valid very much so needed by different people and this was what finally broke me out of that mindset. Everything that I had held in my mind for the last two years. My thoughts surrounding spirituality have definitely changed drastically in the past two years that all of this has been going on. You know, I very quickly fell into belief systems that I thought were what aligned with what was in my mind at the time, what I uh, was really interested in. And they ended up not being very positive things for me in my life. And this is definitely one of the reasons why, you know, I often talk about on my Instagram, you know, be, be mindful of what you let into your life. Things can be very suggestive to people at a time when they feel like they they need a specific thing in their life or something really like solves a problem that they're having but 
they can be at the same time so detrimental to your mental, emotional, physical well-being that it's important to check in and just remember that it, it doesn't have to be something that you align with. If something is making you feel way shittier and miserable about your life after you've done it, it's probably time to check in and be like, okay, what is this thing actually doing for me? You know, it could be a bunch of different things. And it, I, th- I think it definitely varies for people too, because there's tons of people that get a lot out of journaling and journaling is really helpful for them. Whereas someone like me, journaling is not a good idea. Journaling always leads me to just like working in circles around an issue and it just like gets out of hand very quickly. So, you know, that could be kind of the same thing for somebody around meditation. Maybe meditation doesn't work for them, you know, sitting with their thoughts and just like seeing what comes up. That might not be helpful for somebody. So, you know, try try different things. Don't get stuck in one thing and then just swim in the depths of whatever that uh, that practice offers you or does to you. There's always things that might work better, but if you're not willing to try them, you won't know if they will. And at the same time as I say that, be very careful about what you let in and what you do continue with if it's not contributing positively. If you made it this far in the episode, then I just want to say a huge heartfelt thank you for listening through all of my thoughts and feelings surrounding this whole entire issue. It's a big one and I probably could have gone on for hours. I'll probably go on for hours with you guys if you send me messages. I'd love to talk about it and if you're going through anything similar to this or have gone through anything similar to this with um, kind of things in the spiritual community, I'd love to know. I'm always curious. As for upcoming podcast episodes, now that I'm feeling this like huge weight off my shoulders and feeling like my burnout has come to an end and Ethan has now moved into his place in Vancouver. So we're going to look at actually getting back to the podcast and doing episodes, hopefully on a regular basis. And I think some of the ones that we have coming up are on dreams and dream interpretation, as well as there is a juicy podcast episode coming about shadow work, which I've been working on here and there, but it is a huge one. So otherwise, take care, you guys, and I will talk with you soon. 